The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned and with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, all that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, see that you not be deceived for many will come in my name saying, I am he and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Good morning, everyone. Every Sunday when we pray the creed right after the homily, we solemnly profess our belief that Jesus will come again to judge the living and the dead. The church has never claimed to know when judgment day will come. It could be today, that would be a surprise, or it could be a thousand years from now, who knows? Jesus himself told us that we can know neither the day nor the hour. If anyone ever comes knocking on your door to tell you the exact date, you can be sure that they are off track. Maybe you remember uh, several years ago when the Mayan calendar was coming to an end and everybody thought it was gonna be the end of the world and uh, some people were even selling pet insurance in case you were raptured, they would take care of your pet and people were actually buying it. The fact remains, Jesus is coming again, as he said, to judge the living and the dead. That's when the battle between good and evil will finally come to an end. On that, first, on that day, as the first reading tells us, the proud and the evildoers will have neither root nor branch. Evil will finally be made powerless. But those who have spent their lives battling against sin and injustice, living in friendship with Christ, will be completely freed from the last vestiges of selfishness. They will finally experience the fullness of life that they have always hoped for, 
but could only experience in part while the battle is still raging. For you who fear my name, the first reading continues, there will arise the sun of justice with its healing rays. Judgment day is coming, and Jesus will come again. There will be an end to the battle between good and evil, and good will win. We know this. God has revealed it. The vast majority of humankind throughout history and even today may not know or believe. For those who do not know or believe in Christ, the future is dark and threatening a mystery. But for us who believe, it is a coming victory. Knowing that judgment is coming puts everything in proper perspective. Charles V was one of the last truly great European emperors. In the 1500s, he protected Europe from the vicious and tireless attacks of the Turkish and Muslim empire. And at the same time, he brought together leaders of Europe to establish political and religious unity among Christians after the revolt of Martin Luther. He almost succeeded until his most powerful ally betrayed him. In the prime of his life, one of his closest and most loved advisors who had served the emperor since his youth fell ill. Charles V was at his bedside as the man was dying. The emperor was deeply moved at the man's suffering and wanted to comfort him. He said, my friend, you have been a faithful servant all these years. Please let me now do something for you. Ask anything of me and I will do it. The dying man turned his weak eyes to his king and whispered, Sire, there is one great favor I desire. The emperor was glad at this and leaned forward. Tell me, he said, what is it? Give me one more day of life, just one more day. Charles's face fell. He, ans he answered simply, you know that I have not the power. The man smiled weakly and said, yes, I know. Even the greatest earthly king cannot give life. And now you see how foolish I have been. I served you well all these years, but I gave no thought to my heavenly king. And now I must go to him with empty hands. Pray for me. Those were his last words. You can visit the Great Wall of China, marvel at the Colosseum in Rome, pray at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, walk in the shadow of the Great Pyramids of Giza, thrill to an adventure in search of Mayan temples in the Yukon, Yucatan. What you discover at each of these astonishing sites are the ruins of former kingdoms and lost greatness. Such structures are mysterious and compelling, awe-inspiring, and perhaps a little sad. As the church year winds down and our readings turn apocalyptic, we are reminded that only three things last, faith, hope, and love. We are called to invest ourselves in these three. Jesus is reminding us today that amid life's difficulties and storms, we have a mission. And our mission is to give testimony, to spread the good news of Christ's kingdom, to help other people find and grow in Christ's friendship. But in order to do that, we ourselves have to have a vibrant friendship with Christ. But in order, <clears throat> one reason we sometimes find that difficult is because this friendship, unlike our other friendships, takes place 
in the mysterious atmosphere of faith. We don't see or hear Jesus the same way we hear and see other people. He works in our lives through visual signs of the sacraments and through hidden actions of the Holy Spirit deep in our hearts. And so, what exactly can we do to grow in this all-important friendship with Christ so that we can be witnesses? First, we can know Christ better, a little better each day. This happens especially in prayer. One of my spiritual directors in the seminary always told me, pray as you can and not as you can't. And what he meant by that was pray in a way that helps you to be inspired and not simply because that's how somebody else uh, prays. The great thing in, in our church is that we have such a diversity of, of, of spirituality or prayers. We have the rosary, we have the chapel of divine mercy, we have uh, Christian music, we have Lexio Divina, uh, and a whole host of other uh, forms of prayer. And so pray as we can, but also through things that inspire us and help us to grow, reading or listening to good spiritual books about Christ and his church, commentaries on the gospel. The other thing we can do is to love Christ better. The better we know him, the more we will love him because he truly is infinitely lovable. We can show and grow this love by doing things that please him each day. And this leads to the final thing, to follow Christ more closely. This means trying with the help of his grace to treat those around us as Christ would treat them if he were at our place. Christ wants us to be his ambassadors, to give testimony to this passing world about his saving grace. This week, let us commit to doing something to know Jesus closer, to love him more deeply, and to follow him more closely. Amen.